Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go. Urban Meyer in 15 minutes. We'll have some college games to talk about, and he is great on that stuff. Live in L.A., it's The Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. J-Mac, what a wonderful time of the year. Going home today, quick workout, watching college football all night. Yeah, back-to-back games. Uh, looks like some Michigan money showing in the market, up to 2.25 everywhere. I I like Michigan and Washington. Yeah, this is a tough one to bet because, you know, this could easily be 24-23. Alabama, Alabama doesn't get blown out, right? They're not going to get waxed here by Michigan. This will be a close game. I think it's going to be low-scoring Michigan wins. I don't want to bet it. Just low-scoring 24-20. Uh, 26-23, Michigan, very close, right on the number. Um, I've just seen them play a lot. They've been very consistent. Alabama's a surging team, but a bit hot and cold offensively. Texas and Washington total was like 63 and a half. Yeah, Uh, a lot of yards. Yeah. Washington plays a very clean football game, turnovers, situational football. Washington may be the best team in the country and that kind of stuff. Just remember, Dallas-Detroit Saturday night had the highest point total of the season in the 50s. Yeah. And it was 20 to 19 or whatever? 800 yards. So Texas-Washington are going to have a lot of yards. I'm not sure if they'll have a lot of points like Detroit, (laughs) but they'll have a lot of yards. Uh, Lamar Jackson added to his MVP resume yesterday with a five-touchdown performance. And one thing's for sure, the Ravens, Lamar, and John Harbaugh are the perfect marriage. Perfect. 
The Ravens have always had a little chip on their shoulder about the Steelers and all those trophies getting all the love in their division. And John Harbaugh got a little chip on his shoulder. The Harbaugh's do, nearly fired. And Lamar Jackson is constantly quieting the critics. It is a perfect marriage. And here came flashy and fun and warm weather in Miami, and they had a bullseye on them for almost four hours. You know, there are certain debates I'm just not going to get involved in. Like vaccines worked, and they saved millions of older Americans. I'm not going to argue with you. California's not the worst place to live. I've been here eight years. It's nice. And Tom Cruise, little wacky with Scientology, dude can act. He does a movie, they're always good. And Lamar Jackson's really special. This he can't pass nonsense, give me a break. Yesterday, at a perfect passer rating. He's done that three times. You know how many times Mahomes has had a perfect passer rating? Zero. No current player equals Lamar Jackson in perfect passer rating days. Dude can pass, and yes, Tom Cruise can act. Add to that his mobility, his competitiveness, uh, his dominance on the field, and it looks like he's going half speed. His toughness. They score 10.5 points more when he plays than when he doesn't. And that number is significant. That's the number Vegas odds makers felt that Aaron Rodgers was worth in his prime. 10 and 11 points a game. 10, 10 and a half, 11 points a game. When Rodgers was the most talented quarterback in this league. And that was considered like, a, a, you know, four to five points more than even good quarterbacks. That's where Lamar is. Yeah, I didn't know what he was going to be out of college. I had my doubts. Skinny kid who ran a lot. By the way, so did everybody in the NFL. That's why most of the first round passed on him. 80% of quarterbacks who were drafted round one through seven don't work. Over half the first round quarterbacks don't work. The quarterbacks drafted above him in the draft didn't work. I know you internet sleuths and geniuses. You knew from the very beginning. Nobody else did. Nobody thought this is what you're going to have. The most dominating player in the league. Going to win his second MVP. Um, it's just stubborn and stupid, though. Even if you didn't know what he was going to be, if you're still not acknowledging he's great. He wins 80% of his games. He's worth 10 to 11 points per game. You saw him against San Francisco and Miami dismantle those defenses. Literally, people don't know how to defend him. Do you pass rush him? Good luck blitzing him. Yesterday on the blitz, he was money. He's missing a Pro Bowl tight end. Both of his top two running backs. His offensive line, including his Pro Bowl left tackle, has missed time this year. His best receiver is a 5'9 rookie who sometimes gets the drops. And they're going to be the number one seed in the better conference. In a great division. The guy is magic. W-O-W. Watch the Niners. They were terrified of him. Watch the Dolphins. They don't have an answer for him. And yesterday was classic Lamar. This idea he can't pass. Listen, it's okay to make mistakes. You don't need to own the internet every day. But you got to admit when you're wrong. Like with Lamar, I had no idea what it would look like. But by year two, I was like, yeah. What was I saying? He throws a lot better than people think. And the Ravens have been physically banged up all year. And he just overcomes it. Not overcomes it, blows out the Niners, blows out the Dolphins, blows out Detroit earlier this year, blows out Seattle, beats a red-hot Rams team. There's nothing else like him. He is the classic one-of-one, one. ask Miami, and here's his coach after. I don't know if I've seen a more impressive performance in a game 
I'm not sure I've seen a more impressive uh, performance in a season up to date. And obviously, we have a lot more to do. We got a lot of work to do in front of us. But it's a mature football team, and they understand that. Way to go, Lamar, again. So it seems almost improbable. Took Denver forever to replace Elway. They had to go to the market and buy somebody, Peyton Manning. It's taken Miami ever to replace Marino. Finally, Tua Mike McDaniel connect. Nobody, nobody has a great quarterback and then another great quarterback and then another great quarterback in succession. The league doesn't work that way. Except in Green Bay. Favre Hall of Famer. Rogers great. I don't know if Jordan loves a Hall of Famer, but we have to admit now, he is the quarterback of the future for Green Bay. They do it different in Green Bay. They draft him, they sit him, they develop him, they give him an offensive coach, let it bake. It pushes back on the conventional NFL methods, which is draft him, play him early, see if they've got it, bunch of mistakes, live through it, coaches get fired. If it doesn't work, get rid of them, draft another quarterback. NFL not for long. That's the rest of the league. Green Bay goes the other way. We're going to waste three years of that rookie salary. We don't care. We got to get it right. And Green Bay is very unique to begin with. They don't have an owner. They have a stadium right in the middle of a neighborhood. They don't get top free agents. They bizarrely rarely draft offensive players in the first round, but always have great offenses. It's, it's very unique. Um, I don't know how great he's going to be. He can still be erratic. But this is what I've been saying all year about Justin Fields and Jordan Love. So much of quarterback, young quarterback play in this league is what is your support system? Justin Fields has way more to overcome. An old out-of-touch owner, shaky front office, initially a bad O-line, a defensive coach. Green Bay just does it right. And I'm not saying Favre wouldn't have succeeded, but he was down in Atlanta. And I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have succeeded without Green Bay. But he was a junior college guy, can be a little prickly. He had talent, but so did lots of guys. But there is something about the methodology of what Green Bay does. They don't rush it. They don't have a biting acerbic media on their butt. They draft. They develop. They sit them, they waste some early salary cap years, and then when they put them out there, Aaron Rodgers a little shaky at first, but then, wow, Jordan Love really shaky at first, and then, wow, he's got four good, twitchy young receivers, two excellent young tight ends, a good offensive coach, and the Packers' own lines are always stable. In fact, this morning, and we looked it up, the most touchdowns ever by first and second year players ever on this Green Bay team. So they're the youngest team in the league. They're all growing together. And where Aaron was older, he was like the old front man of the band, and he didn't want a young guitar player. Like he, he didn't want a young drummer. Like he was like, nah, this isn't going to work. By the way, Brady doesn't like a lot of young guys. LeBron doesn't like playing with young guys. A lot of the legends, they get to mid 30s and up. They don't want to be. They don't want to be teachers. They don't want to be mentors. They want to win games. Aaron wasn't really that particularly interested in working with young guys. So Jordan Love generationally was a great fit. He can make mistakes with the guys. Same music, same tech, same lifestyle, same age. It just fits better. And if you look at the numbers, there is no denying it. Same passer rating. First season as a starter. Passer rating, Jordan Love 93.8, Rodgers 93.8. Completion percentage identical. 
TD to interceptions, virtually identical. Now, the rules now are more offensive-leaning, but Aaron inherited a team out of an NFC championship. Jordan Love is inheriting the youngest roster in the league with a bunch of rookie and second-year tight ends and receivers. So what he's doing to me is much more impressive, and Matt LaFleur, watching him hammer Minnesota, talked about it. I can't say enough great things about him. Just his ability to to hang in there versus some tough looks, drifting away from pressure, putting the ball in play, allowing his guys to go make plays. I think he is playing at an incredibly high level. I'm super happy for him because he's put in a ton of work to, to get to this point. And uh, I, I really think the sky's the limit for him. Patience, development. He was bad in October. Like, like I was like, you know, this doesn't work. This is bad. But that's the difference in Chicago, where they can't get quarterback right, and in Green Bay, where they seemingly always get quarterback right. Offensive coach, good receiver drafts, patient, develop, not forced to play right away, doesn't get beat up physically, doesn't get beat up emotionally. If you put Justin Fields in Green Bay and you put Jordan Love in Chicago, I don't know this to be true, but it wouldn't shock me if their careers were reversed. If now Jordan Love, people were saying, eh, draft Caleb Williams. And Justin Fields, everybody was saying, like, eh, he had to sit for a long time, but that guy's really good. Could that be the case? I don't think it's crazy. Justin Fields, to me, has got a big whip, got a big arm, moves really well, can be more spectacular. But support systems are so important for almost all these quarterbacks. And Green Bay does quarterback right. We said it months ago. We say it again. If Jordan Love was going to work, Green Bay would squeeze every ounce of talent out of him. This is what they do. Three in a row. Took Denver forever to replace Elway. Miami ever for Marino. Green Bay's like, by the way, in three years, maybe four, they'll be drafting another quarterback. And he won't play for three years. And guys like me will doubt him. He'll probably be four in a row because it's what they do well, perpetually and consistently. Urban Meyer, legendary college football coach, stops by from Big Noon Kickoff, the former Buckeye and Gator coach, Utah coach, Bowling Green. We go way back. He's got answers, hopefully, for my questions. Michigan, Bama, Eileen Wolverines, Bama surging, Washington, Texas, Eileen Washington as a dog. Urban Meyer next, The Herd. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes and me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up. 
And so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge is he connecting to complimentary wi-fi oh my look at that he is and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Well, he's been a college football coach for 17 years. He's now part of the big noon kickoff, and we got a couple of games to discuss, and let's bring in Urban Meyer. So let's let's start with Alabama and Michigan. So one team is surging, that's Alabama, and surging teams are dangerous. They're feeling themselves. Um, and then one team, Michigan, has kind of been the same team. What worries me about Michigan is they can't beat you over the top. They're just not special at receiver. And then to me, Saban will be hyper aggressive in the box, beat us over the top. That's what it feels like to me, kind of a low-scoring game, and, and Saban won't respect him much over the top. Am I speaking, you know, do I have a clue what I'm talking about? But I, Michigan's offense road grades you, but they don't beat you over the top, so I don't see them putting up many points on Alabama. Yeah, we had the Wolverines the last three weeks. We had them at State College in Maryland and then uh, at home against the Buckeyes. And, uh, you know, Roman Wilson's our best receiver. He's not real big, but he's real fast. Um, the thing that's perplexing to me is back-to-back years, they got the Joe Moore Award with the offensive line. And their offensive line is just a touch lesser when it was a year, two years, last two years. They're still very good. They're still the best in the Big Ten. But against Alabama, they're going to have to play great. And the last few weeks, they haven't. You know, against this is interesting, uh, Colin, against Penn State, they ran the ball 32 of 33 times in the second half. And you're like, that kind of gets you fired up, but it really wasn't that successful. They punted three times, kicked the field goal, and scored one touchdown. So it wasn't like they were road grading. They only ran for, I, I want to say, three yards per carry. You won't be able to do that against Alabama. They're going to have to be very balanced. The receiving core is going to have to show up because I, I really believe Alabama will stop the run. And they're going to force J.J. McCarthy to go in that game. 
if J.J. McCarthy can get the ball to the wideouts, and the wideouts to me, like you said, I have not seen a bunch of big plays over the top. And these kind of games, every yard is going to matter. A big play, a big play or two will win this game. So Jalen Milrow is hot and cold, but he's big kid who's got a big over the top arm. I mean, he's he's he looks the part. Um, and they're surging. Um, can they move the ball consistently on Michigan? I think they got the big play hit. You know, I, I, I tell people on Big Noon that that's Percy Harvin slash Reggie Bush touching the ball every play. You know, you don't have to find ways to get in the ball. He's touching it every snap, and he is that. He's the best athlete on the field in, uh, in a couple hours. I think significantly the best athlete on the field. So, and, and you start to get this time of year. You saw him do it late in the year as well. He's going to run. And you know how I feel about running quarterbacks. You get a chance to get that cat. You know, they're going to play man coverage, some man coverage against Alabama. And that one thing about man coverage, now everybody's got their back to the quarterback. And you see, you know, I, I'd be very cautious if I was Wolverines playing much man coverage, not because I'm that horrified of the matchups. I'm horrified of the guy carrying the ball. I think Milrose, you know, I can't wait to see this guy in the, you know, as he continues to grow as a quarterback. He's, he's an elite and everything. The only thing he's, he needs to work on is a short passing game and his accuracy. Over the top, he's got excellent accuracy. And I, I, that's why I, I'm going to go with Alabama. And it's Milrose. I'm... It's remarkable to me. You know, Jim's funny, Jim Harbaugh. So they won six games where he wasn't on the sideline. He's never been good in bowl games. Now, you were great in bowl games. Uh, Barry Switzer was. Uh, Lou Holtz. There's been a handful of you. And my theory, this is a crazy theory. So just (laughs) hear me out on this. Jim's really intense. So he creates a culture of toughness and physicality. But when you pull him off a sideline, the team lightens up a little bit because, boy, Jim is dialed in and intense. So the, he, the culture wins, not Jim on the sidelines on Saturday. And that there, I, I, one of the things I like about Jim is his repetitive, almost odd, repetitive nature. But I don't, I don't see Jim as a, as, a, as a great play caller. You went up again. I mean, when you look at Harbaugh, what is his secret sauce? He doesn't win bowls. They, they win when he's not on the sideline, but he builds a hell of a program. Yeah, I think they've lost their last six bowl games. He's two and five against his rival because he wasn't on the sideline last time. Yet, I think what he has right now is the most experienced team in college football. I think he's got a locker room filled with incredible leadership. Uh, I witnessed it. I can imagine, imagine going to state college and playing the defense like that, playing a team like that, an environment like that. And they find out within hours that your head coach doesn't is not there. And they did not skip a beat. And you look at Blake Corum, you look at J.J. McCarthy, you look at some of those players on that team. And I, I, I feel like I know him because I've watched him over the years. I think he has put together an incredible locker room. And incredible locker rooms win games. And that's exactly what they did. I think that's why this is going to be a very, very close game with Alabama. I think Alabama's probably got a better roster but I think the one thing that the Wolverines, and I've witnessed it for three straight games, to the point where I was like, Can you, are you kidding me? Your head coach has been suspended three of the biggest, two of the biggest games of the year. Uh, the Buckeyes in the Penn State, at Penn State. And I mean the toughness, the togetherness, uh, it, it was, it was you know, phenomenal to watch. 
All right, Washington, Texas. Texas, and I say this lovingly, has the best roster you can buy. <laughs> NIL has been very good to the horns. I love Sark, but I watch Washington play. No penalties. I mean, they dismantled a very good Oregon staff twice. Dismantled them the second time. And I thought Oregon, I saw them live twice. I thought Oregon was very well coached, very well quarterbacked. Um, I think Kalen DeBoer, if he left Washington after this game, he's not going to. He'd be the number one prospect. Forget players. I think with time to prepare, Urban, this was your specialty, offensive coaches, elite time to prepare, can overcome some personnel issues. But, man, Texas has good players. They're gigantic. How do you see it? You know, it's impossible to beat Oregon twice in or two times in one year, but they did. You know, I, I, I actually said that. I, you know, I've got so much respect for that coach, Michael Penix, uh, the Washington Huskies. Watched him a ton this year, but I thought there's no way because I, I thought Oregon was going to be in the Final Four, and they beat them twice. The one thing, though, Colin, I was at Big Noon, went to uh, Austin, Texas. Sark was good enough to invite our staff over to watch practice. And that looked like our Florida Gator team of 2008. I mean, they're gigantic. They're the best-looking defensive line I've seen in a decade. I mean, they're big, they're fast, they're athletic. I watched them get coached on a Friday, really well coached. Uh, they have skill everywhere. Every player on offense is a five-star, like you said, as good, a, as good a team as money can buy. And they got it. I think they're the best roster. And it's really not even that close. Yeah. I think they're the best roster in college football. That's why I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Texas. But I, I think this. we have two great matchups. This will be another great matchup. And I agree with you. The, the coaching at Washington, he's well-deserved to be coach of the year, which I believe he was. Finally, um, I, listen, next year in the 12-team playoff, programs like Ohio State are not going to lose their quarterback to a transfer. And I think this, I think this situation's tough. The dad and the son want – absolutes Ryan Day can't give them absolutes you got to compete for the job this stuff is hard it's real easy to say you know I can't believe Ryan Day the dad and the son they want to be the you know you got to play to get drafted so I get how difficult it is guys transfer I think next year when you go to 12 playoff teams you're not going to see as many top programs losing quarterbacks to transfer they're going to be in the playoff that said are you kind of concerned with the direction of this portal thing, quarterback transferring? It really hit Ohio State. You got down to a third quarterback pretty soon in that game. What do you make of it? I wish there was a way to redo the whole calendar. You know, I, I don't I don't understand why people are leaving right before these big games. And, you know, I, I, when, when Kyle McCord left Ohio State, obviously I'm very close to that situation. I, I took my breath away, and he ends up in Syracuse. All due respect to Syracuse, you're waking up one day in Syracuse, and you, you, at one point you were at Ohio State. I don't that that doesn't compute with me. So, I think the transfer portal, uh, if there's if there's a way to move that to January, and I'm not sure. I think this whole college football thing, and I know many of the coaches have said it's it's been there's some great matchups. It's been really embarrassing though as well. When you start seeing Florida State, who was a great football team this year, get beat like that, that that that's embarrassing for our game. And I think Kirby Smart sets up like that. That that was not whatever showed up. That wasn't Florida State of 2023. Whoever played in that game, that wasn't that same team. Yet it goes on the record, and those players and those coaches have to endure that. Uh, Ohio State loses Marvin Harrison Jr. They lose their quarterback. Um, 
and that they don't play very well in that game. So that that's going to all change. You know, the positive about the 12-team playoff, you're going to see very few players sit out. I don't think it's any sit out because you're playing for a national championship. Yeah. All right, so you're on Texas and Alabama. I'm a homer. I'm from the Northwest. I'm gonna. I I know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm gonna take Washington. I I don't know what I'm talking about though. And I I don't. I'm know. not gonna disagree with you. I'm just. I just. I, I just. I know what I saw. I know what I saw. <laughs> and I saw a defensive line that to win a title. That's what they have to look like, Colin. And and they do. All right. Urban, love having you. Big noon kickoff. Always appreciate you stopping by the show. Thanks. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Now he's got me wondering about my Michigan pick. My, Michigan can't beat you over the top. So, J.J. McCarthy, who you love, you're all in on him. He's got to play the game of his life. I just bet J.J. McCarthy over one and a half touchdown passes. I'm all in on McCarthy today. If he goes down, he goes down, and I go down. That's the fun part about betting. What, props? Well, I I'm going to go over money line. How about money line Washington? Go for it. It's all you, dog. I'm not touching that. <laughs> I, got, I think Texas wins this one. Yeah. I don't know. Why do you know? Why can't I just want to watch the game? Go ahead, watch the game. Nobody's, wanna, sitting, nobody's putting a gun to your head. It's like bet on the games, Colin. Come wanna, on, I just want a little powder on it. Just yeah, it's bit. fun to have a little skin in the game, as they like to say. J Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Uh, how about your Rams? They're going to the playoffs, Colin. Sixth win in seven, seven games. And they had Baltimore beat. Well, listen, uh, oh, man, this Giants game. They did not cover the spread, which matters. Special teams has a massive, massive no, issue. It is. Uh, I, I said mean, this. Yeah. The, I can tell you how their season's going to end on a special teams mess. Yeah. They, they, have, they have the worst special teams, arguably, in the league. I mean, goodness gracious. They gave up a punt return touchdown with, what, like five minutes left? Um, and they were only able to advance after uh, missed 54-yard field goal. By the way, how about genius Brian Dable running the ball up the middle to settle for a 54-yard field goal in the waning moments when your kicker was just signed off the street? Like, uh, Dable had a rough year, right? We'll, we'll give him that. Anyways, here's McVeigh on making the playoffs. If we didn't take care of our business today, you know, I don't know what the percentages were, but I know they significantly dropped. We're never going to take for granted, um, you know, being able to get wins. And there was a lot of things that we tried to do to not win this game today, but our guys found a way. And sometimes you need to be able to have these types of games to increase your sense of urgency. I'll tell you what, they had an interesting draft. So they nailed their first pick, a second-round interior lineman. He's great. Pook in the fifth. Both their third-round defensive lineman picks are nice players. Um, they got later in the draft, they got a tight end, a DB, like they, some special teamers. They hit in a lot of picks. They had a lot of picks. Didn't have a first rounder, but it's amazing what a good coach and a good quarterback oh, can no. do. Great quarterback. Come on. Great quarterback, great coach. The, the, the defense is all kids. I mean, that's why... That's why games like this are close. You can beat them over the top. I saw that. Did you see no, Slayton no, no. That's beat them over the top? Like no, no, no. You, you can absolutely beat the Rams over the top. In, the, in this next draft, one of the things they need is another corner. There's no question. They'll probably buy an edge rusher. They want a better pass rush. But they, they offensively, it's a very good football team. Yeah, no. Uh, Stafford's been amazing. Um, I, the Lions-Rams playoff game, if it happens, is just unbelievable theater. Colin. Quarterbacks were traded for each other. Um, you know, I, I think you got to give a massive coaching edge to McVay. No disrespect to your boy, Dan Campbell. Um, I, I hope we get that in the postseason. Ram- Who would you take in that game? I think I'd take what, the what, Lions. What do you think? Lions are favored by two and a half or three and a half? Bro, I would that? say Lions will be favored by four. 
Three and a half. I, I think. I, mean, I, I just. Do you trust the Lions' defense at all? I don't. But God, that Detroit at home, dominant O line against the very Aaron Donald and a bunch of kids. That O line is. And then also, by the way, Jamison Williams, Detroit will beat you over the top. Yeah, he got hurt. He always gets hurt, man. Yeah, he's really good, but he's fragile. Uh, Next up, Ravens blew out the Dolphins. Another one you called. Congrats. Hey, listen, we got to give it up to you. When you're 0-10, they they light you up on the internet. When you're running hot, you know, they got to give you props. Well, I thought Miami wasn't a bad bet. It was a terrible bet. They lost 56 to 10 or whatever Well, but my question is always the same with Miami. Is... I got 23 years of no playoff wins. I do not have a, a team that plays historically Buffalo in the last five years any good, any very well. So you, you, what do I hang my hat on? A win at home over a bad road Cowboy team. They're, they're, they're the classic example. They're demanding respect constantly. Yeah. Well, Miami's demanding respect. They're fun. They're flashy. But to get that respect is years and years and years, or at least a couple of years with this group of going on the road and winning, going in inclement weather winning. They can't beat Buffalo. They get humiliated. Listen, the Dallas win was nice. But Dallas, if they don't fumble at the goal line in an exchange, is up 14-3 to and probably wins. Well, it gets worse uh, for McDaniel and company. So he kept his starters in late. Yeah. And Bradley Chubb goes down. That's their, their top two defensive linemen. Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb now out for the season. Here's yeah. McDaniel on the decision to play his guys late. In hindsight, I would absolutely not have wanted him out there if I would have known that he was going to get hurt. You know, I understand fully. Um, it doesn't look very smart at all. The, the players wanted to go back in and play and finish, finish the right way, um, you know, heading into next week. Not good. Not good. I don't even know if they're going to win a playoff game at this point. I don't think they will. And I like, you know, I like them a lot. They did cash the over you, uh, I like total easily. Yeah. I, it's just, a, it's a tough By one. By the way, the Dolphins are two and nine under Mike McDaniel when the temperature is 60 or less. <laughs> now you say what you want, but uh, this, this league is built on December, January, February winners. Gets a little chilly at I, Buffalo, they, New England. I don't England. think this game was about the weather yesterday. Okay, they, they, it they, wasn't. Fangio got body bagged by, by the Baltimore, by Lamar. Lamar missed like three passes all game. <laughs> Five touchdowns is crazy. Final story is today's college football playoff. Alabama, Michigan here next door at the Rose Bowl. I'm surprised you're not going. Then Texas, Washington, late night. Well, not late night, but um, in the Sugar Bowl. I think it's in New Orleans. Michigan looking for their first national title since 97. Harbaugh's future on the line. Um, Texas will make their first ever college football playoff appearance. And Michael Penix Jr., runner-up for the Heisman. So a lot of fun stuff tonight. Um, I right, Listen, I'm going to be really happy if Texas, Washington, or Michigan win the Natty. Alabama's won a bunch of them. So anybody but Bama. Well, it's nothing against Bama, but I, I, you know I love Harbaugh. I, as a kid, the Huskies were my favorite team, and I'm a, I love Sark. So I'm really I, – I, Alabama's won a bunch of them. Georgia's won a bunch. You know, that kind of – LSU, SEC teams. Um, I, I'm amazed how many people love Alabama, but my, my question about Alabama is they run hot and cold. I've seen them be horrible yeah. for a half offensively, and I don't think you can be horrible for a half against Michigan. If, if you want to humor yourself while you're on the treadmill or whatever workout you're doing today, go watch like the YouTube condensed version of Alabama-Georgia from like a few a few weeks ago, right? And you look at that and you're like, 
Alabama was not amazing in that game. No. Georgia, I don't know Remember, what Georgia, happened. Georgia, their best receiver and their tight end were not at 100%. So it was a dinged up Georgia team. It looked like just they were going through the motions like, oh, we're going to beat these guys. I didn't see any creativity from Kirby Smart. I, I don't know. I, I still, it's Alabama. We know in the playoff, they destroy people. You know, what's the chance that Harbaugh gets smoked here? I, by I have digits? never all all year long. I never looked at Alabama and said that's the best team. I agree. Generally, with national champions, the Burrow LSU team, the Georgia teams, you look at a team and go, oh yeah, that's yeah. Trevor Lawrence had a Clemson team. You watch a team in college and go, yeah. Unlike the NFL, where it's more of a roll of the dice, the margins are small. In college, you generally by week four or five, you're like, yeah, that looks like the best team. Who, who's the pressure on in this one? Alabama or Michigan? Michigan. Alabama's been here a lot. They got a bunch of tight 21-year-olds who are nervous as heck. Well, but they, they, as Urban said, Michigan's got so much experience. We'll see. Isn't it weird that a quarterback would transfer from Ohio State to Syracuse? True story. I didn't know he landed at Syracuse. That is C.J. McCord. What a fall. Apparently, you know, he wanted assurances, as did his dad. They kind of wanted assurances. Is my son going to start for the Ohio State Buckeyes next year? And they were like... Well, I heard Ryan Dan is like, listen, we think he's got a really good shot, but we're going to compete for it. But you know when guys hit the market, there's supposed to be a big market, okay? Was there a big market for CJ? He landed at Syracuse. What does that tell you? Kyle I'm McCord. stunned. Kyle I did McCord. not know My that. bad, Kyle McCord. Kyle McCord, yeah. I did not know it was there. I didn't follow it up. I just figured he'd go, you know. I just saw the kid from Arkansas, K.J. Jefferson, who's good. It's like going to some small school in Florida. Transfer portal's strange, man. Syracuse, Colin? Haven't they been a dumpster fire for years? I'm just kind of average. No, you tell me no big schools wanted Kyle McCord? That's surprising. I thought he was better than like an average quarterback. No, I thought Kyle McCord was a good player. Yeah. I liked him. I mean, I I watched the Michigan game. Maybe Syracuse games. is handing out some big checks. I don't know. NIL money. No, I just, I just would think, I don't know. I mean, to be a quarterback... I mean, he's been playing football for a lot of years. I've never once, I've never once thought in my adult life, I'm the quarterback for Ohio State. That's not good enough. I'm going to go to Syracuse. Something's up. Yeah. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. All right. Good college football today. NFL thoughts. Uh, It's The Herd, live in L.A. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to 
DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope and y or 67369 in Connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co/bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources this episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. All right. Good stuff. All fired up for today. Uh, I really don't know who in the heck I like Michigan, Alabama. I know Texas has better players than Washington, but let's have some fun. I'll go for the upset. Don't we usually have an upset in one of these games? I'll go with the upset. Usually one game close, one blowout. So, um, Sark and Kalen DeBoer is two offensive coaches. Uh, Sark's had a very rocky path, you know, with some personal... um, Mm -hmm. Um, errors in judgment and struggles. Uh, he, he Here's a bite during a press conference. When you look back on your careers, was there ever a point maybe when you were riding buses in South Dakota or you had a setback in your career like you did Sark where you thought this wouldn't be possible for me? Uh, yeah. Hell yeah, I did. Jeez. <laughs> I was out of I was out of work. Couldn't get a, couldn't get an interview. Never mind a job. Never mind thinking about the college football playoffs. So, um, sure, sure it did. Yeah, he's I I, I find him infinitely likable. Uh, the knock is Sark. Uh, you know the game plans. He takes big risks, takes big swings. But I think um, you know he was a former college quarterback. He loves offense. He's done a really good job with quarterbacks. I think Washington's one of those teams because they're geographically isolated. Uh, they won a very good Pac-12. Texas has better players. They have a they probably have the best NIL situation in college football. So Sark's always been a great recruiter. He got some great players at Washington and USC, but Texas is a different level. The state of Texas produces a lot of bigs, uh, and their D-line is gigantic, and Washington's O-line, guard center guards, not great. So Washington's got great tackles. Uh, but I think my guess is Texas can really give them a push up front and make Penix uncomfortable. But, man, a Texas on the back end. Here's the thing that worries me about Texas. Even if Texas outplays them, Texas outplays them. They're secondary, and, and Washington's receivers and quarterback and coach. So this, this is one of those. I think Texas is going to look the part. But it's Washington. Is there going to be leaks? In, that's the downside of the Philadelphia Eagles problems. When your secondary is bad, you can outplay people, but you have to go in sort of a prevent, and you can get smoked on the back end. And I think Washington's going to have, if they can protect Penix, he's going to have a lot of success against this secondary. But Texas will look bigger, stronger, and faster. 
because they are. Who do you think of the uh, four teams? Is there a player or two who can enhance their draft stock the most? Michael Penix. Okay. Over McCarthy? I mean, I, I think J.J. McCarthy is a slender. People look at Michigan and they go, it's Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. It's the defense. It's the run game. Blake Corum, right? Nobody gives McCarthy any. He threw for like 350 last year in the game against TCU, but had the two pick sixes, which were killers. That the NFL draft guys like McCarthy. He's toolsy, right? Mm-hmm. He's not as tall as Herbert, but he's got a massive arm. He's got some wheels. He can. Re- I, I, I'm afraid to call him Jordan Lovish. Well, no, I think he's. He reminds me of Johnny Manziel. Oh, with a get with a better arm. No, I refuse. Better to. judgment and a better arm. I don't know McCarthy at all or his family, but that's disrespectful. Okay? No, I he's, mean in terms he's of boom busty like Jordan Love. Jordan Love led the country in interceptions when he was a, a college no, no. senior. Well, he's. A, I think he's a better college quarterback than Jordan Love played. Had one great year in a small conference. Okay, fair. McCarthy's numbers are not impressive. I mean, no, I mean he's he's not he doesn't jump off the screen. It's a it's a power run power defense football program. What about Quinn Ewers at Texas? He's always been a little Jay Cutler. He's got a big arm, big whip, uh inconsistent. Did did I thought the game against Alabama oh. really helped him out. Yeah. So the backup transfers and Arch Manning stays. Do you think Arch stayed because he thinks Ewers is leaving? And he could be the guy, or he just loves it at Texas. He's making so much money. Who cares? Because I thought Ewers would go NFL, but it sounds like he might. St- Every Texas fan's Texas that I'm buddies with. Oh, he's staying. He's not going anywhere. Oh, Ewers has a big game here. Yeah, no, we'll I see. Yeah, Ewers has the tools. I mean, he's gonna. He's not a mover. He's like the he, number one quarterback in the no, country he's coming out of high school. Big. He's very Jay Cutler to me. Don't always love his judgment. Mm. Big arm. I think it's because he had a mullet. You know, he was a young guy, a little cocky. Yeah, and you were out on him. He's matured a lot this year. Yeah, his diet got better. They said. Mm. So I, I, I mean, when you watch Michigan Bama, they're gonna look a lot alike. Big, strong, powerful. A lot of the, pros. A lot of pros. <laughs> yeah. uh, the difference is. Um, I think Alabama has been less consistent, but they can beat you over the top with their receivers. Michigan can't really. Yeah, hasn't. True. Hasn't. So the reason I'm all in on McCarthy is, let's see how he does against Bama. Two edge rushers who are pros. One of them maybe a top 10 pick. They got the kid Kool-Aid uh, McKistry in the secondary who's awesome. So he's going up against a lot. If McCarthy looks the part... I'll never forget the Herbert Rose Bowl game. You remember that one? Oh, yeah. Coward's texting me. Holy cow, Justin Herbert. Oh, my gosh, this guy. And I was like, you know, Herbert, we never really saw him break out. Oregon, they had him in the, well, the I mean, tight go, offense. Go, go to C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud, same deal. I mean, against Georgia. I was like, C.J. Stroud can run like that? He was. I, when I watched C.J. When I watched C.J. Stroud, it, 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 he, I said this on the air, it reminded me of the Herbert Rose Bowl. Yes. And you're like. I didn't know Herbert could run like that. I, I didn't know C.J. Stroud could run like that. I, I had no idea. And then it's like, oh, okay, that's a different quarterback entirely. So, you know, I, yeah. No, it's, it's go to the draft. Here's the mock draft. Here's where it is today. So, you and I would both go Caleb Williams, number I would one. Go Caleb. Uh, did you see, by the way, some of the mock drafts are putting now Drake May at one. Just to make oh, it interesting. I think pot. Commanders probably go Jaden Daniels, LSU. Patriots whoa, whoa, probably go whoa, whoa, Drake whoa, whoa. May. Hold up, hold up. Did you just say Jaden Daniels over Drake May? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. thought last week you were saying Jaden Daniels well, was like <laughs> nothing special. I didn't say that. You said he was like small and he's a little slim, small. like Bryce Youngish. No, he's not. He's bigger than that. He's bigger. He's 6'3. Okay, right? so I'm going to go Caleb, Jaden Daniels, 
Drake May. Oh. Harrison goes for the receiver. Oh, gosh. Uh, the Giants, I think, are going to consider Penix. They may move down. Mm. From five on, teams are going to be moving down. Uh, like the Chargers don't need a quarterback, an edge rusher, or a left tackle. They got to move down. Well, I don't. There's some talk of that Chargers. They got to clean up the cap. Uh, Derwin James, uh, no, no, they're going to Mac. Like no, a lot no, of these no. guys, they could look edge rusher at six. They they could because they they can't keep Mac and Bosa. Bosa's fragile and and Mac's expensive. Do you consider the Washington receiver at six? I mean, you just drafted Quinton Johnson. No, no, no in the first he's going to go mid. Time. He'll go mid first. He won't go. Well, that I don't know. High. That guy's a stud. He is. Ah. Uh, Giants at five gets very interesting. I mean, the needs are so many. That, that, no. I saw that they had two quarterbacks who absorbed over 30 sacks this season. That's never happened before. <laughs> like, they can't protect their quarterback despite investing a lot yeah. in the line. The defense, Giants I don't think the need receivers. Need Giants everything. need a corner. Giants need a— uh, Best they, on board or trade down? They got to get a weapon. So if the the, the uh, receiver from uh, LSU or Washington, I think oh, the Washington. You think neighbors? Yeah, six foot receiver going fifth. Uh, all I know is the Giants. They don't have that many needs. They have weapons needs. Now, by the way, they could go get Brock Bowers, the tight end. That would be a great get. By the way, the, the Chargers. The Chargers <laughs> want him at six. The Chargers would prefer to move down if they don't. They'll get the tight end from Georgia. That's oh, what the Chargers are. That would be good. Like, that guy's. That he's great. But. We're seeing, the, you know, tight ends that high, like I know. Kyle Pitts. I know. Uh, there was another um, tight end drafted high. It hasn't really worked great. I like Bowers a lot. Titans at seven. There's a report today. I just saw it during Titan. the break. Yeah. What? Vrabel may, may want out of Tennessee. You know, Derrick Henry, they have no quarterback. Like, and sorry, Will Levis ain't the guy. Titans are interesting. We'll see what happens there. Uh, Jets at eight is where it gets real fun. No, it gets real fun. Giants at five. Oh, damn it. I don't think I don't think these teams. You know, it's funny about these teams. Like I, I don't think any of these teams drafting except New England. New England's the one where even if they got a good quarterback, they don't have a number one receiver. Wait, just they don't know have a they're one. beating the Jets this week, so they're going to fall out of three and cost themselves Drake May or Jaden Daniels at three. They will win this weekend against the Jets. Belichick is not having his final game in New England possibly be a loss to the Jets and Trevor Simeon. That's not happening. What's Falcons the need a quarterback at nine. What's the, what's the line in the Patriots-Jets? That's a good... I saw two, but that can't be. So Patriots going to win that game. Yeah. By the way, Falcons at nine. This Ritter-Heineke thing is just going off the rails. No, you got to go get a quarterback. So that's where I think Penix falls for. Because of his injuries, he'll Penix fall. Penix in a dome is interesting. They have a good offensive line. They have a tight end, a Weapons. running back, a receiver, and a decent O-line, and an offensive coach. I think Penix goes to nine. I don't hate that. Um, All right. Let's go Draft season's going to be so good. <laughs> All right. First things first. Coming up live in New York next. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first listen. listen. 
This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 